What's good, everyone? It's your boy, Johnny Bex, and this is the Sports Fan Radio. Wow! The podcast for the fans, by the fans, where we cover the best and worst moments in the world of sports. So let's get right into it, shall we? All right, so we have my boy, Patrick. Hey, Patrick is basically, I consider him to be like an NBA expert. (laughs) We are going to get right into it. Basically, a lot of stuff's been happening in the world of the NBA lately. Uh, the biggest ones have probably been the all-star selections. Those had a lot of people heated. What did you think about the all-star selections? I was um, I was pleasantly surprised. I don't know if you watched the show, but when Giannis picked Siakam yeah. and, and LeBron was uh, pissed because he wanted him next, um, I thought that was good, good ego boost for Toronto. Um, I think obvious, I, I don't I think this is obvious as far as the starters go, uh, team LeBron looks a lot better to me than team Giannis. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, yeah. On paper, I mean, for sure. like Joel Embiid is playing like shit. And part of it, I think is his hand. Uh, I don't think Trey Young should have been a starter, definitely an all-star, but like, it's too bad Jimmy Butler doesn't qualify as a guard because I think Jimmy Butler definitely should have had like a two guard spot. I like Kemba, but then if you look at the starters for Team LeBron, like you got AD, Kawhi, Luca, and Harden, like that's a ridiculous, ridiculous starting five. Um, yeah, for sure. LeBron normally does that too. LeBron will normally um, stack his teams. I find even last year he had a much much better team. Yeah, I think I think LeBron's much more um, not necessarily a student of the sport, but like LeBron would make a way better GM than Giannis. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Does not surprise me that he kind of wipes the floor with him. And I mean, the reserves are, are kind of like there's a lot of good reserves on both teams, but even reserves, I'd give it to LeBron. Like Dame is going nuts right now. Um. Chris Paul's having a really good season. Westbrook can go off. I mean, it's uh, I mean, I like Jokic. I like this is like long. Yeah, I like like Jokic Jokic too. He's playing a lot better. He had a tough start to the season, but he's doing a lot better. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll be fun. I know the new format is is. I think it'll be cool making it each quarter a game, so a little more competitive rather than kind of like. I just I think the All Star game lately has gotten a bit like dry i think they they're not really into it so having it be yeah. individual quarters can make it more competitive so it'll be interesting to see that i think that's probably um if anything the beautiful thing about obviously it was very sad kobe passing away but i think it's going to inspire some guys to go at each other you know what i mean because i remember the all-star games back in the day like these guys couldn't wait to play each other in the all-star game it almost seemed like they would talk shit all year to each other and then they get to the all-star game and that was like their opportunity to, you know, guard a certain guy or put a certain guy on skates, dunk on a certain guy, you know, like you could feel the level of competition. It feels like now they sort of just go to like vacation almost. Yeah. They're also, they're all way too friendly now. Not yeah. that like it's good. It's good for the league and they're all boys. and like, that's cool. But like back in the day, they were not all like pals, even if they had respect for each other, they were like trying to kick each other's ass. Right. Like, you know, 100%. AI days, like Kobe days, right? Th- those all-star yeah. games were, like, fierce. Vince Carter, right? Kevin Garnett. 
Yeah. Those guys didn't play around. Yeah, they didn't the, mess around. No, they weren't. They weren't messing around. The All Star Game's definitely softer now, so it'd be good. Just anything to mix it up, make it a little more competitive, will be interesting. And who do you think got snubbed? Who? What do you think? Some people who like you would have liked to see in the game who you aren't going to see. I think I said this to you last time we talked. Where yeah. the guy who uh, obviously is super good and definitely is at playing at All Star level, but got snubbed is um, Beal. Yep. Beal's he's averaging like 28 points a game. Yeah, he's man. averaging like 28. So it's pretty tough to leave a dude out who's averaging 28, although Washington sucks. And like, uh, I don't know for yeah. him, right? Because like his whole career, this is like the question of whether you stay with a team like Washington is like you are resided to the fact that you're going to get hit on every outing because like people don't like to vote for teams that suck. And so by signing that, and you know, good for him, like dudes need to stay, guys like, Willard and him who stay with their team no matter what like that's respectable but it just sort of hurts you in this context and then the other snubs like I don't feel that bad about like uh Kyrie obviously is like Kyrie's probably the best player not there but like he's been injured so Paul George well it's Paul yeah Paul George yeah right right so there's like there's a lot of good guys who just due to injury like it happens it happens yeah I don't know I I feel like Jalen Brown deserved uh, a spot but it's kind of hard because when you look at the list, Tatum got in, right? Obviously, so they weren't – you sort of take the best out of those two. Those guys are always going to sort of be compared to each other because they came into the league so close together. It was like Jalen came and then Tatum came the year after and he's better than Jalen Brown. So I feel like Jalen Brown gets a lot of – it almost knocked him down a level because it's like the guy after you is better than you. You know what I mean? But I think he deserves – I think he deserved a spot, you know? I think if you're, I, I agree with that. If you're a young dude, though, the problem is you need to be a one-two guy. So the problem with him is that you got Kemba, and then um, Tatum is like the young guy who got in, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't let two young dudes like you're not going to let Brown in over Lowry. Yeah, because or- like the coaches vote for the reserves and they give the respect to the champ and the vet and the guy who does all the little things. Really, not that he doesn't, but that that's just kind of the way it goes. Whereas like. If he had been like if he was on Miami, say, he he might have gotten in over Bam or like kind of comparable. Um I know what like you that's mean. how Bam got in, right? Because you like got you got Jimmy Butler in there, but you don't have like a second dude. Well, also too, the Celtics aren't good enough to have three all-stars. That's that's another thing I think is like Yeah. You know what? They're not the far away best team in the league that they should have three all-stars. So I think he just I, I I think he got snubbed, but I think it makes sense why he didn't get selected for the All-Star game. It was interesting to me. And uh, I didn't, I guess I just, I hadn't been watching Indiana this year. They've been obviously doing pretty well, but like, I didn't think much of him until the the game on Wednesday. I was like, damn, he was, he was unreal. So, and obviously he's been keeping him afloat. So I'm happy he got in, but I, I really didn't see it until Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, it was surprising, but it's good to have those guys in there that uh, maybe like aren't the most hype. But perform guys you don't recognize, but who yeah. are good, yeah, for who deserve sure. it, who are balling, who are having a good season. Mm-hmm. Same with Brandon Ingram. He's I been going like, off. I really like him. Um, I was kind of surprised that he got the All Star vote. To be honest, not that he didn't deserve it, but I was kind of surprised that he got the vote. I feel like that's he's a beneficiary of Zion not being there for the beginning of the season because if Zion was there, he I probably, was. I was just to that. Yeah, he doesn't. He probably doesn't get the All Star nod if Zion's there for the whole season, right? So. We'll see how they even even if he's averaging a higher 
higher points and everything over the season, he still doesn't get it if Zion's there, right? Zion's so yeah, Z- definitely the beneficiary, definitely the beneficiary of Zion, but like whatever. I he's been going off. I I've been, I mean he's he's way better than I thought. Even he had the occasional like 40 or 30 point game in LA, but like he's consistent. He's a uh he's deadly. He's gonna get paid this summer. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, Kevin Durant was the one who who came out of his way to be like, yeah, he reminds me of me when I was younger, right? So if Kevin Durant feels like that, you can yeah. ball, you can definitely ball. For sure. With that being said, obviously we have, who do you think is going to take it? Team LeBron or Team Giannis? Team LeBron. Team LeBron. Team LeBron? Unless Giannis, like, I rate, I think Giannis is the best player in the NBA right now, for sure. A hundred percent. So, like, unless, unless Giannis puts it on his back. And, you know, they could surprise. Like, what I'd say is they're more they're more low-profile guys on Team Giannis, right? Like, I think they're going to play harder. Off. Yeah, I think they're going to play yeah. harder. Like Chris I Middleton balled out last All Star game. He had like what twenty, twenty two. Yeah, I, I remember Joel's, Joel's got a lot to prove. Um, I don't like Joel Embiid. Not as a per. I don't know him as a person. I just uh, I like my big men to be big men. Like especially the other day when uh, him and Giannis played, and Giannis just dom- dominated him. I don't see how that on paper. If you take those two. Giannis should not dominate Joel Embiid. You know, that should so, be like a nice back and forth that we all want to see. It shouldn't just be, yeah. I, I, I feel like we figure it out. I think Embiid uh, is going to get moved this summer. Okay, where do you and, think he lands? Not that I think he lands there, but uh, I until yesterday or until the trade deadline. Yeah, yesterday, right? Two yeah, days yesterday. Ago yesterday um i thought uh he was going to golden state for d'lo and that pick and and i thought and i thought that would be lethal um with you got Embiid as your center Mm -hmm. draymond as your four and then clay and steph um but now i don't think he'll go to the raptors but i'm thinking if you like if you don't want to roll the die on Giannis coming and you want to add that superstar and you have a ton of assets, what we're not going to have, obviously Ibaka and Gasol are both free agents this summer and probably like maybe Ibaka is coming back. We can pay him, but Gasol is not coming back. So we no. could use a center. Yeah, I agree with that. A hundred percent. I don't think they'd trade him to us because I think they won't send him to the East. But if you could put that together, we have the assets, I think, like young players, talented guys. It might involve like OG, but I would yeah. almost like the upside on Embiid. If you load managed him like you did with Kawhi, yep. Raptors are just more professional. Like Philly is a soap opera. That's why I think Embiid doesn't fit well there because Philly, like a lot of passive aggressive crap. And I mean, people don't talk like, about Embiid's- this, but I mean, uh, they Philly has a history of guys getting injured. I don't know. I, I'm not a when it comes to training staff and stuff like that. I don't know these guys personally, but I mean, you look at the um, Markel Fultz, right? Yeah. Embiid. It just seems like they never really know how to handle their players well. Like we obviously have one of the best training staffs in the NBA, if not the best training staff in the NBA when it comes to like recovery, physio. You know what I mean? And and big men because that dude, I forget his name the trainer but he's like really famous he worked with Shaq in LA that was how he made his name yeah Shaq and Kobe's trainer for their three-peat in LA I believe and he so that's and he worked with Kawhi last year so that's my point is if you put Embiid 
on like i i get what you're saying like i believe very much in organizational strength and i think philly did the whole process to get all these pieces but their organization is not as strong as say the raptors or the heat they don't have an identity yeah they don't have an identity they're like i don't think brett brown's a great coach so i think if you put him like you're telling me nick nurse can't find a way to make him be effective of course. And I think the first thing Nick Nurse would, Nurse would tell him is, I don't even want to see you near the three-point line. Get your ass in the fucking paint. <laughs> We're going to dump yeah. the ball down to you and go to work. Because that's why, that's why I don't like him. I feel like he doesn't have that raw aggression. Like Shaq was making fun of him the other day. Charles Barkley was making fun of him the other day. And they're right. Like a lot of people say the big man's dead. No, it's basketball. Basketball is a tall guy sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? All you need to do is put the ball in the net. And if you have a seven foot two guy who, who has the footwork, has the touch around the hoop, put him around the hoop, right? Don't put him at the three point line. It's just really weird to me. But um, they have spacing issues. They don't really have shooters. Their team's really weird. So it makes it kind of makes sense why I feel like Embiid is not able to maximize his full potential in Philly either. It's just with Simmons. I think I think if you put Embiid, even like if you look, at Gasol takes threes and Gasol plays like a second, like basically the Raptors set it up and then as a secondary option, they kick it to Gasol and they reset, right? Mm-hmm. So Embiid like has the vision, he can pass. He's like a pretty talented big man. But then, it, you know, as your primary option, you want him to bang down in the post. But if he has to set up, like if you have to choose between all the Raptors spreading out right you got to like double and bead then you're screwed because we're a good enough team where someone's going to be open who can drill those shots yeah Siakam in the corner right or Lowry or Van Fleet so it'll be interesting to see where he ends up um I think they're going to try or, I mean they might not trade him I think I don't think the Simmons and bead thing goes past this season though unless I think we'll like, be surprised the Raptors get Embiid. But I want Giannis. We want Giannis. Giannis, come to Toronto. If you happen to hear this I, show, we want you. <laughs> That's what I, I I know. I just don't. I know better than to bank on it. Although people were reading into the fact that he picked Siakam and Lowry and Nurse's coaching. But I really think, I don't think that matters. I just, I would not bet. Like if, if let's put it this way. So I don't think Embiid is going to come. And no. so I don't think Giannis is going to come. But if you had the opportunity to trade for Embiid or wait for Giannis, I would trade for Embiid. That's true. I think the thing that gives us an opportunity to get both of them is they're both Africans. And obviously we have. Exactly. Nigeria. Yeah. The African dudes. We're like kind of Africa's team, which I for love. For sure. A hundred percent. You got Masai. Yeah. We play in a multicultural place. Right. Um, and then also like, especially for Giannis, Masai helped his family, you know, obviously come to the, to the United States of America. Giannis is a huge family guy. We all heard the story about him, like sending money, all his money to his family and running to practice his first. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he really cares about his family. So, you know, he has not forgotten what Masai's done for him. He's already said he wants to play in an international market. So fingers crossed is on. You never know what these guys are going to do, but I like the fact that he's not an American player. I feel like a lot of these American players, they just want to build their brand outside of basketball. It's like they have two or three good seasons and then all of a sudden, all they care about is, oh, okay, I want to go play in LA. I want to go build my brand up. You know what I mean? Um, Canada's cold. These your international players, they just want to play ball. They just want to. Yeah, hoop. it's like for American guys, it's like the little things, right? Where like 
it's like the money is different, the banking's different, and the TV is different, and like the the food chains are different, right? And that just messes them up because it's the only place in the league where that is true. Even if you play in Minnesota, like you might not love Minnesota, but it's America. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah, it definitely it definitely messes with these guys, especially yeah, the guys from Southern California. Like, I don't really blame when I when I look outside right now and think like <laughs> I born in San Diego, like as much as I wish to be stayed. I don't really blame him for choosing to go back to to LA. Whereas like Giannis doesn't care about that. The only my only concern with Giannis is that the dude is so competitive. Let's say we beat them in the playoffs again this year. Mm-hmm. I actually think that would screw us. Like Giannis isn't going to go to a team in like that a means. KD style move. You know what I mean? Like I don't see not going, it either. Yeah, he's too he's too proud to go to a team that's been like beaten on him. So like if we beat them in the playoffs, which I very much hope we get the chance to play them, and I hope we win, I think that would really be a problem for getting him to sign with us. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. You mentioned Kawhi, so I want to actually talk about something because the trade deadline just happened and obviously Kawhi plays for the Clippers and obviously the Clippers went out and I personally think they won the trade deadline (laughs) I think they won I think they managed to do it I don't know how Jerry West does it again but he did it again um and they got Marcus Morris right from New York for when I first heard it, I, I don't know why I got Montres Harrell and Mo Harkless confused. So I was like, that's a bad trade. And then I looked back and I was like, no, Mo Harkless. I was like, how the hell did they pull that off? How the I think there's some Lakers hate going on in the league. Like, how do they the Knicks tell the Lakers the only way you're getting Marcus Smart is if you give us Danny Green and uh, Kyle Kuzma. And then they end up giving him away for Mo Harkless and a pick. Um, so what did you think about the Marcus Morris trade? Yeah, I thought it was a good trade. I thought they didn't have to give away that much, but they they had more assets than the Lakers, so they got to outbid the Lakers. I think he'll be extremely helpful down the stretch, just taking really, like most importantly, I know he can put up some numbers, but like taking defensive minutes, helping yeah. Kawhi and PG out, covering like a one-two option, taking really good intense defensive minutes, just so they're like, let's say you play LA or if or when they play LA, they can like have constant relentless strong d on a guy like lebron a hundred percent um and he's a dog right he fits the mindset yeah. he's, he's just like an absolute he's like he's one of those guys that every team needs because you know if anything pops off on the court you're gonna have to talk to marcus morris about it like, yeah he's yeah. like the enforcer of that team now and they already had a couple yeah. of like but now i think i think pat bev is gonna start running wild i think we thought that he was got under people's skin before. Now that he has his big brother behind him, I think he's going to be such a nuisance on the court. I think this trade, um, because I don't think the Clippers are actually afraid of the Lakers. If you look at the team that's given them the most trouble, it was the Rockets. And I, I was just about to say that. This Marcus yeah. Morris trade really puts them over the edge with the Rockets. Now, I liked the Rockets' chance at taking the Clippers to like seven games. I don't think they beat the Clippers, but I think they could take them really deep in a playoff series. I think now that they have Marcus Morris, they can play small ball. Say if Harkless is, or uh, if Montrezl Harrell is having like an off game, they can put in Marcus Morris. And now you have just studs. Like there's no weak links on the team. You know what I mean? So yeah. everyone can score at a high clip. It's, it's scary. Cause if you think about it, if they were to put in like Lou Williams, uh, 
Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Smart, Montrezl Harrell. Yeah, um, I, I, I think it's funny you said that because I feel the same way where like the Clippers, I don't think they're really going to, I think they would actually handle, handles a light word, but like I, I get 10 out of 10 times, I think they're getting past the Lakers. Unfortunately, I yeah. yeah. I think they're built to get past the Lakers. I think that was their whole model and uh, they're just tough, but I don't think they're necessarily built to get past the Rockets. And I think the Lakers beat the Rockets, but the mm-hmm. Rockets had a shot at least at beating the Clippers. Yep. 100%. And I agree. It's like four to five, especially because Morris is like a strong defender, but you're not going big. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So he's good for the Rockets, which could have been, I thought that was their, their kryptonite going into the playoffs. Especially so I think that helps. They just traded away Clint Capella too. Right. They made the, yeah. they got Covington. Um, I didn't hate, I didn't fully understand the trade. I'm not going to say it's a bad trade. I'll just say I didn't fully understand it, but Covington's a nice little player. I don't, for me, like there's only four really serious teams in the league anyways. So any moves that these other teams do, I don't think it makes a difference anyways. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think the Rockets short of like getting, they would have had to get some someone really special for me to be like, okay, now these guys are actually going to go to the finals or, or, you know what I mean? Or win a ship. Like, I think this doesn't really change what round they exit in the playoffs. Like, I don't think this makes a difference in terms of the amount of games they win. I just think it was a, a stylistic change that they wanted to do. You know what I mean? They felt they wanted to play small ball and it's pretty, in, it's not going to make a huge, huge difference in terms of, where they end up at the end of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Covington doesn't make the difference. The only dark horse for like, if they were right and everyone else is wrong is, and like Westbrook's been having a good season. Well, let's say you get to the playoffs. Westbrook is just going off because there's no one in his lane and he just drives or kicks and the Rockets are just pummeling people that way. That's the only dark horse here is not Covington. It's that you gave Westbrook his lane. Um, Yeah, but... I don't think I don't think that's likely. I don't think they get like I agree. I think they're just kind of dying on their sword here. I think yeah. they just chose to do this like unbelievable three-point small ball attempts. And so they're just gonna die with it. And if it doesn't work, then they're gonna have to do something like drastic next year, right? Or or run it back. But yeah, I don't I don't like them to come out of the West for sure. For me, even if Westbrook has like a crazy game, we've seen him score 40 and the team still loses. Like on regular right. basis. So, I mean, for me, it doesn't really matter. I think it's still the Lakers and the Clippers. I think with the trade deadline passing, the Clippers making the move they made, I think they're easily the best team in the West now. I don't think it's even close. I um, didn't even before. I thought they were going to, like, I thought they were going to beat the Lakers. Now I think, like, yeah, I just, I ha- I don't have the Lakers having much of a chance, actually. Um, the only way the Lakers have a shot, and, like, I want to talk about this in a bit, is if they really, really, really play through AD, like if AD yeah. starts to just be like a dominant freak of nature, um, I think LeBron is hurting that team in a lot of ways, to be honest with you. I don't think he should be playing as much point guard as he's playing. Like, I feel like if he wanted to play point guard, like full time, he had his opportunity in Cleveland. You had those when you were in your fourth year and your team was terrible, right? You could have ran up your assists and you could have ran up your stats. I think. For the team to win a championship, they need to utilize Rondo better. And the only way you're going to utilize Rondo better is by getting him the ball, allowing him to run the point. He's an elite point guard, right? 
So I feel like that. I feel like he's taking too many shots, too many three-pointers. I don't know. The, the Lakers is a whole nother topic. I just want to talk about a couple other trades first. So obviously we had the uh, Equidala trade. You were saying you don't really like Equidala too, too much. I, I, he's good. It's a, it's a net positive. That's my assessment of the trade. But like, I think people have been making more of it. Like people have been giving Miami a huge boost from it. I don't give them a huge boost. Kind of like what you were saying when we were cutting in and out, like more and more morale boost, a boost of intelligence, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not like, he's not going to be getting you like buckets. He's good defensively, but we don't even know that he's 36 and he hasn't played in eight months. Yeah. And he's been so you don't, a lot. You don't know that he's locked down defensively anymore. Like he might be, if he's back to his form, that's the idea, but you don't know, you don't know anything with him. So uh we'll see it's just he's a good dude he's smart he's gonna help the guys the young guys out stay cool he might keep jimmy butler cool so i feel like <laughs> i feel like jimmy might get he i love jimmy but he might get like heated in the heat of the playoffs Pop off but um moment. yeah yeah so i i it's good it's definitely a positive but i just don't i've seen people kind of freaking out about it and i don't think it's like a, a huge trade i think though it does kind of help them against the raptors if we match up in the playoffs um, just to have someone like of his pedigree, if he does play, especially um, because I, I'm kind of afraid of Miami. I feel like Me the Raptors, too. we could beat them and I think we would beat them, but I think they, they match up well against us. So bringing in someone else like that, like Jimmy, like uh, Andre Iguodala, I think that helps them against teams like the Raptors. I don't think, again, it's just like Houston. I don't think the trade really matters because like, is it going to get them to the point where they win? No. Right? Yeah. So, Miami's my dark horse in the playoffs. I think Miami could be a real threat, not to win it, but to to torment someone, like be it Miami or, I mean, Milwaukee or us. I mean, I'd love for them to tire out Milwaukee a little bit for us because I think – I personally think the Bucks are going to win the NBA Finals this year. If I'm just being honest with everyone <laughs> – I think the Bucs are the best team in the league. I think they have the most chemistry. They have the best player in the NBA. Um, they have length, three-point shooting, defending. They play with a fast pace. Uh, Gian, last year, Giannis learned his lesson. He's been a lot better. He can shoot now. At least he has a little bit of a shot. Um, I honestly, like, the Clippers and Kawhi, Kawhi's a monster. Kawhi's amazing. But I just, I think the Bucs, are the best team in the NBA right now. I think they win the NBA finals, but. I mean, if you think about last year, like that game three, triple, double overtime, uh, they were basically a shot away. Like, although we came back and won four in a row, I don't know if we're down three, nothing, if that necessarily happens. Like it might. And he followed like, out, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they like, yeah, they, no, totally. I think you're right. I think as much as I'm a diehard Raptors fan, I love to dream about them repeating, like, if you had to put your money on it, the only thing about not picking the Bucks is that I assume the Clippers are going to be in the NBA finals. And I assume Doc watched what Nick Nurse did, where you literally, the kryptonite to Giannis was you just put Kawhi on him and then had That's everyone else support. That was, so, that was kind of overstated, though, because people have to remember, we got Marcus at the trade deadline. We had Serge Ibaka, and, and we had Siakam, and we have Kawhi. So it's not just that you had one guy to throw at Giannis. You had four guys to throw at Giannis. Because Kawhi yeah. was injured, he was hobbling, and he needed a high level of offensive production. 
So he did kind of gas out in a couple games, but because you were able to throw Mark, like every, because Giannis is a paint guy, every time he comes in the paint, you're dealing with Mark, right? When you go on the perimeter, you're dealing with Siakam, you're dealing with Ibaka once you get into the 15 foot range. And then Kawhi, of course, Kawhi is like a, a free safety. He's always roaming. He's always sneaking up on you, grabbing the ball out of your hands, blocking your shot from behind. You know what I mean? Tough guy to get yeah. by. You can't really muscle him. So I think like, I don't know if the Clippers have the personnel. Like they don't have what the Raptors had last year in terms of length defensively. But they don't they have, don't have what, what we have lengthwise. You're right. But they have some dogs. They, they have do some dogs. Ball. Like they're going to die trying to defend him. I I just like, yeah, I think, I think it's about I, if the, Bucks and the Clippers were in the finals, barring what I see in the playoffs right now. I'd, I'd put it at 50 50. Yeah. It's not so like I think the Clippers would win. It's that I think the, if anyone could shut down Giannis, it would be the Clippers. And they have more championship pedigree, right? Like they have Kawhi, they have Doc, Jerry West. Like their yeah. whole organization, top to bottom, is, has won stuff. Nobody really in Milwaukee has won anything. No, no. So, and I don't think Mike Boonholzer is as good of a coach as everyone. I mean, he's good, but like, it doesn't take rocket science when you're like, all right, everyone get out, you know, to the corners and Giannis, you're going to drive. And if you can get to the bucket, dunk it. And if you can't kick it out, I think he's like, he's good, but he's not like fantastic. I don't think he's like one of the best coaches in the NBA. So remember when Steve Kurt took over in golden state, I think it's the same thing here. Like, I feel like a lot of the, uh, the actual work that was done on Giannis was with, with Jason Kidd. Like, I feel like he really helped to develop Giannis. And then now Budenholzer gets in and he just starts to get the benefit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have yeah. a freaking stud. <laughs> you have an organization that's committed to actually putting pieces around him. Like, all you had to do, all Kerr had to do was be like, go out and play. Yes, he did spread out the offense a little bit more. He did a lot for them. He taught them the triangle, but they already had the skill set. Like Clay was already a shooter. Steph was already bananas. And same with Giannis. Giannis was already a good player. You know what I mean? So I agree with yeah, you. I, I agree with that. Uh, the, only, the only other trade I wanted to touch on was uh, the D'Angelo Russell, Andrew Wiggins trade. Yeah. I just think, I think it remains to be seen. I think everyone's jumping on Wiggins. Like, Wiggins is not what people thought he was. And so everyone's very down on him, but what's he averaging like 22, 23. Like he's not a terrible player. And like in a third, like really what matters about that trade is I trust he can fit in with them offensively. It's what they need him to do dramatically different than what he's doing right now is defensively. A hundred percent. If Wiggins can be a lockdown defender, and I'm assuming they're going to, whatever their high draft pick is, what they need is a center, like a true center. Yep. But if they get a true center and Wiggins does his job defensively, that they're scary again. They're really scary again. Super but it's scary. an if. It's not, it's, I don't, I don't rate it one way or the other. Cause it all depends on like, okay, can Wiggins like take his new role? Um, I think he will. I think the biggest issue with Wiggins has been like motor. I just don't think they try that hard. And well, we know they don't try that hard, right? Jimmy Butler came out and destroyed them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy just ruined that organization. Well, Wiggins literally (laughs) said, I mean, uh, Jimmy literally said like, Hey, Wiggins is the best player on this team, but he just doesn't try. Yeah. Yeah, So I think going to golden state, a team that I, the thing, one thing I do like about Kerr is he does preach defense and look what he got out of Kevin Durant. He got Kevin Durant was a defensive 
one of the best defensive players in the league, to be honest, when he was in Golden State. I don't think that gets talked about enough in terms of his his blocks went up. Um, and just his man-to-man defense just got a lot better, right, when he went to Golden State. Yeah. I think they'll sure. be out of him. What, what you need, the reason you need to be an extra, extra proficient defender is that Steph is low-key a much worse defender than he gets credit for. And the reason he doesn't get hit is because he had KD covering for him, Clay, Draymond, Iggy, lockdown defenders, Sean right? Livingston, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just like solid dudes all around. So you basically have four dudes doing like four and a half, right? So like Wiggins needs to really step up because if you're not overcompensating on D, then Steph is exposed and that could be their Achilles heel. As dope, like unbelievable, unbelievable in every other possible way. Mm-hmm. But just that's his one... That's like one thing that doesn't get talked about enough in a negative sense for Steph is he's really not that competent of a defender. Well, he's got bad ankles. He's kind of considered short for NBA standards. Yeah. Right. He's, he's not, not like a uniquely strong dude, right? Like yeah. post up Steph, he's in trouble. Um, I do like him though. He cherry picks a lot, but I like it. I think he gets, I don't think he gets enough credit for he, he's very savvy. Like he understands passing lanes. He gets a lot of steals. He's got quick hands. But other yeah. than that, yeah, I agree with you. Like, he's not really- I just mean, that's why, like, Wiggins really needs to step up defensively because if he doesn't, that will be exposed. But I love Steph. Mm-hmm. I love Steph. I'm not speaking poorly of Steph at all. It's just, like, that's something that has to be – that's why the D has to be solid for the other four dudes on the court in Golden State. Yeah, 100%. If it's not, then they're going to have trouble for sure. Yeah. 100%. Um, other than the trade deadline, so I guess the next next topic we've been sort of touching on it already is uh, the best teams in the league going forward. So now that because now everything's sort of settled down, right? We're about to get into All Star Weekend. So after this, you got like the final stretch of the NBA regular season. Um, the trade deadline's done, so we sort of have seen where all the pieces fall. Um, who do you rank? Like coming out of the, who do you think is going to come out of the East? Who do you think is going to come out of the West? I know we already sort of talked about it, but. So, yeah, we sort of talked about it, but I'll, I'll be crystal clear on the West. Anyways, the West, I think, is pretty simple. I'd be surprised if there's an upset because – and this could this could switch by the end of the year. But the, the Lakers and the Clippers are going to come out of the West 1-2, right? Mm-hmm. So if they come out 1-2 and neither one of them chokes bad, which I don't think they will, uh, then they're going to meet in the conference finals. And when they meet in the conference finals, I pick the Clippers 100%. I don't have much of a question about that. I don't know how many games. I don't know what the series is going to be like, but I pick the Clippers. I'll probably even um, say, you know what, five, six games. And the reason I, why... I could see five, yeah. I could see five. This is the reason why. We've seen LeBron get swept on the biggest stage multiple times. We've seen him, we've seen him lose every single way, right? We've seen him lose in four games. We've seen him lose in five games. We've seen him lose in six games. We've seen him lose with the better team. <laughs> so all this talk about, oh, well, you have LeBron. AD's never done anything. Um, he's a freak, right? But he doesn't even know his role yet in that team. And he's never really pushed the team over the edge. I've, I've seen LeBron quit. As sad as it is to say, I've see, I saw him choke against the Mavericks. I know that was a long time ago. I saw him quit in game one overtime when it was a tied game, right? Um, I seen, I thought, I thought the, uh, the first year when they still had Kyrie 
when the when Kevin Durant got there the first time and they lost in five games, I think he gave up that series as well too. That series should have been a lot closer than it actually. I know they had KD and it was a lot of hype, but you guys just came back from a three one lead. You had the exact same team. You're running it back. The best. You're the best player in the world. You got to win more than one game. Like he didn't even d up Durant most of the series. I've seen so. And then you take you flip that right, and then you take a guy like Kawhi Leonard. Everyone wants to talk about the load management, but I'm so happy you brought it up. They're probably still going to be the two seed, right? Oh, so yeah, all uh, these definitely. games taken off, all these injuries, all this load management. Oh, it's going to hurt their positioning in the playoffs. They're still going to be the two seed. They play in the same stinking building. Yeah, you There's, play at home; it makes no difference what. Like they're all Laker home games, you know what I mean? Like that's what I mean. Town, yeah, you play so. in the same building. It, it <laughs> yeah. really makes no difference. Um, and but then you have a guy like Kawhi Leonard, like who's just an absolute freak. You know how serious he takes the playoffs. You know, even before he came to the Raptors, you saw what he did before Zaza Pachulia stuck his leg out. He had the Spurs in position to win Game One. Yeah, up like twenty or something. Up right? twenty, yeah. twenty-seven. Right. Um, yeah. Then you have uh, Paul George, who he has a chip on his shoulder, and he's younger than LeBron. And I also think he got snubbed. I think last year the Defensive Player of the Year was a joke. I was like, how does anybody other than Paul George, if you were to ask any player in the NBA, hands down they would say Paul George was the best defender in the league last year. I don't even think it was close. I know he had the shoulder thing. So that that's what I was going to say is the shoulders went and that's what hurt him. But man, you got to give, this is a perimeter game now. You know what I mean? The best players in the league are all three, twos and threes, maybe fours. He was guarding all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think, uh, I, th- I think that's, I, I think the big thing is when LeBron has a really tough talent matchup, a lot of the time he has the physical advantage. Mm-hmm. And with Kawhi, like, even if the talent is a wash at this age, he doesn't have like, Kawhi has the physical advantage. hundred percent. Right. Kawhi is much stronger. Yeah. Um, so I don't think like, I don't think there's any scenario where LeBron gets the better of Kawhi. And so the dark horse, like, I don't expect him to do this, but you're right. If AD in the fourth quarter just starts balling out and is like taking it, you know, like downhill on these guys and they can't stop them because of the size mismatch, then maybe, but I just don't think he'll do that. I haven't seen him do that. And so I think it's on LeBron though. I think they have to literally force feed him the ball and just force the Clippers to foul because they don't have the length to defend AD, not properly. Right. The first game um, that we saw them play, it was kind of weird because they hadn't settled in yet, but I think now AD is settled in. I would just honestly force feed him the ball in the paint. Like I would literally force them to do something, foul him, do double team him something but you have to make him the center of attention in that clipper series it's the only hope you have i don't even know like i think it's a lot of people say that but i think the reality is it's easier said than done like i don't even know if that would work you yeah know what i mean they're so good defensively like i i think it's i think it's overhyped that like oh the answer is to feed 80 the ball like i'm sure they've thought of that yeah, I'm sure it's right. much harder. I'm sure it's much harder to just feed him the ball and like everyone get out of the way. Like this is the NBA. That's the best defensive team in the NBA. So 100%. yeah, I don't. I, anyways, so that's my West prediction: Clippers in in five or six. I don't think it even goes to seven. Um, and then in the East, I think if you're smart, you know the Bucks are most like. 
I think the odds of the Bucks choking in the East are slim to none. The, the two teams that I think could make it interesting are Toronto and Miami. Yeah. And uh, I don't think, like, my dream scenario for the East is Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Miami. And then um, I don't really care where the Sixers or Indiana follow follow after that mm-hmm. because I think anyone in the bottom four is done. The Sixers um, suck. Like I think the Sixers suck. I think they're the most overhyped. I hate listening to people talk about the Sixers. I know. The odds that they figure it out by the playoffs or in the playoffs are like 2%, 1%. They're not going to figure it out. It's not magic, right? They just don't have the pieces, period. Yeah, and they don't have the stuff. Like, they don't have the internal. Like, when I watched them play the Raptors last year, I thought, like, Jimmy Butler was their best player. 100%. Jimmy Butler was the backbone of that team. He's the only reason that series went to seven. And that's why it's it's such a disaster because Jimmy's gone and they have no spine. So I don't think they're going to do anything. And then uh, I think we could, I, I would want to play Boston over Miami by like a, a lot. Really? I, I really, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think we, mm. I think in a seven game series, we can, it won't be easy, but I think we can take Boston. Whereas Miami gives me uh, a scarier feeling like Miami. You're right. They match up very well with us. They're a gritty team. Like I was saying, like Jimmy Butler kind of scared me last year. Jimmy Butler is yeah. a tough dude. Both yeah, ends of right. the four. Like he he bangs. Um, and they have the athleticism. They're very athletic. They're yeah. probably the most well – they are the most well-conditioned team in the league, right? So They're athletic. They're conditioned. They're well-coached. They're deep. Yeah. They match up the with us very well. Pedigree, the coaching. Not yeah. that we couldn't beat them, but like – I would much rather they have to face Milwaukee in the second round than us. I would want to face Boston. Yeah, I, um, I agree with that. I agree with that. And um, then, you know, if you can make it to the conference finals, which is big if, but if you get there, then you just, you just got to give it your best shot. Like, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. Like maybe if anyone can get it done, it's Nick nurse. Right. And I think it would be Nick nurse with his crazy defensive schemes, the mad, scientist that he is just mixing it up on Giannis so he never has a sense of what's going on but like I think the reality is the the odds aren't high that the Raptors get by there's there's a chance but the odds wouldn't be high yeah I say I say that series goes to six games maybe seven um just because of the championship DNA like you got to look at the champ the that Raptors roster everyone was on the team last year when they won the ship so man they're tough that game on Wednesday was crazy right like they have the mindset they don't yeah they're not here to play around. They never. No, they're not playing they games for sure. The how they have on the court, they're going to give it their all. They're going. It's going to be a tough game. Like look how many injuries we've had this season, and we're always in games. We're winning most of our games. Like we're on a what twelve game, thirteen game win streak right now. 12, 12, 12. They went tonight, thirteen. Yeah. Right. So you can never count them out. But that being said, Giannis is on a mission. Mark yeah, Edwards. and they're a good team. They're an underrated team around him. Giannis Antetokounmpo is on a mission. Yeah, I mean, Chris Middleton is – now that Clay is out, he's probably the best two-way player at his position. At the two-guard, I'd probably say yeah. – I can't think of another guard, two-guard that's better, both offense and defense, because he's kind of boring to watch, but he's very fundamentally sound. He doesn't really waste dribbles. He doesn't take bad shots. You know what I mean? He runs the offense. He doesn't really need the ball a lot to to get you 15 20 points you know he doesn't need a lot of shot attempts um so i really like him he's an efficient player um they got the length obviously they have the three-point shooting i'm picking the box and i'm 
I know the Clippers are the sexy team. I know they got Lou Will off the bench. I know they got Harold, but I'm pick. I'm just picking the Bucks to win it all. To be honest, I think Giannis is on a mission. It's like when you see him play these teams in the regular season, he goes so hard at them that it's almost like, dude, it's just the regular season. You know what I mean? But he just wants it. Like he just really wants to prove that he's that guy. He's the close. He's the most competitive guy in the NBA, I think. And like he's just such a he's such a matchup nightmare. Like what do you do? What are the Clippers going to do to stop him? Like they're going to cook up something, but I think with the fact that he averages six assists a game, he's a willing passer and he has the shooters around him. It's like, if you pay too much attention to Giannis, you're going to get burned. You know what I mean? And people yeah. don't talk about it enough, but um, Lou Williams doesn't play any defense. He's, he doesn't play a lick of defense. Um, Kawhi Leonard is kind of, he's, he's not a hundred percent. Paul George is not a hundred percent. And we're going to have to see because they're going to have a much tougher road in the West coming out of the West than the Bucks are going to have coming out of the East. And we're yeah. going to have to see how fresh they are. You know what I mean? What's it going to take for them to beat the Lakers? What's it going to take would... for them to beat these? What if they have to face Denver or what if they have, I mean, Denver is probably quick work for them, but still, you know what I mean? it's going to be a little bit harder for them to get to the finals. So I don't think they're going to be as fresh as the Bucs. Like the Bucs first round, that's a sweep. Whoever they face, that's a sweep. Yeah, for sure. Second round, probably, even if they do end up facing like a Miami, I say the games are really close, but they probably win still in five games. I think six. I think Miami's that. I give Miami that much respect. I respect Miami. I'll give them six games. But I, I I get your point. I think they get it done. I think they get it. The Raptors... Again, six games, but still, you know, that's that's going to be their biggest test. Whereas, depending on how the cards fall, the Clippers could really have two series where they're like, they're being tried. You know what I mean? So, we'll see. I just, I think Giannis, as dope as he is, as unreal as he's been playing, I I back Kawhi over Giannis still. When, it, when the money's on the line, because Kawhi has that versatile game. He just knows his spots. He's been there before. He's a two-time finals MVP. Yep. Paul George is a superior second option to Chris Middleton. And I pick Doc over Budenholzer as a coach. So yep. in that, just to make it interesting, let's put it this way. If they end up playing in the finals, you can take Milwaukee and all the Clippers. <laughs> I'm and done. then we can we can circle back because that's you know like I said I think it's about 50-50 I could certainly see the Bucks getting it done but if I had to pick one I'd go with the Clippers. I I see the Clippers. I think I think everyone's sleeping a bit on Kawhi cuz he's just been pissing everyone off with his load management. But man it's like last year like they're playing games out there, right? They're getting to the like he's just waiting. Kawhi just waits. Like he He's just waiting till the playoffs to go off. And then he's good. Like not many guys can just turn that switch. And like when he plays, he plays tough, but he's been playing like, like how many minutes he He's been playing MVP ball though. The yeah, last he he month. just doesn't play much. Like <laughs> In January he played, he played most of, he missed three games in January, but uh, he was like averaging over 30 a game. What do you have? Eight rebounds. I think he had six assists. He led the league in steals in January. So, like you said, right? Like, I mean, people need to understand that the guy did not come into the season 100%. He 
He said yeah. he did, but he we saw what he looked like when he did. No, he was he was all all banged up after the playoff run last year. Like getting off that plane this summer when we were when we were stalking him with cameras. Yeah, he was limping, he was limping. getting off a plane in July. And he has a June. chronic knee condition, right? The more yeah. he plays, the more it's going to hurt. Um, but I mean, he's been balling out. Like I. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard, he's a scary guy. He's a scary guy. Um, I just, I guess I'm kind of salty because he left. And I just, I would love to see Giannis just will his team to a championship. I think it's more, more so than me actually thinking that they can win. I think I would just love to see it happen so much. Yeah, but if, if Giannis wins a championship, he's never coming to Toronto. <sighs> yeah, you're right. I hope there's no, I hope way, there's the no way he wins and then leaves for another eastern conference team yeah that would be crazy okay you know what i mean i'm going so you need to pack as much as Kawhi hurt us when he left he could do us a solid by keeping like if he is Giannis's kryptonite then Giannis's best solution to that kryptonite might be the raptors because the raptors have everything you need except maybe a piece like Giannis. yeah that's true um that's looking way down the road and very hypothetical but that's my oh, point yeah. is that as much as like, like if we get Giannis, we're winning it all for sure. Either. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, no for sure. I don't I care mean, who we're facing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like Siakam <laughs> is a second option now, especially now that he's been a first option for the whole season and will have been for two. Yeah. Will be a, a, a scary matchup. Yeah. That's, that's down the road. That's, but that's why I would say like, I think Kawhi might be Giannis's kryptonite. I would also prefer Kawhi to win. And then, Giannis just needs to be denied until free agency. So if Kawhi wins this one, it's so hard with LeBron. I kind of want to ask, like, you know, so where does that put him when you compare him to LeBron? LeBron has, like, the thing I feel about, not to go too off topic, but just now that we're talking about it, I feel like when you take these two players in the West, you have LeBron, you have Kawhi. I feel like LeBron has a lot of regular season accolades. He has a four MVPs. He has a lot of points. But... For me, the reason why he'll never be the greatest player of all time and the reason why I think his legacy is, it's like, it's in harm's way right now is because he doesn't get it done in the playoffs. I think if Kawhi Leonard gets it done this year in the playoffs, he has a lot more, he has a lot more years left than LeBron. So if he wins this year and then say three, three years down the line, he wins again, he has more championships than LeBron James what are people going to say about him? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the thing about Kawhi is like, Kawhi's not playing that game. Kawhi's not like out to be the greatest of all time. Kawhi is there. Like he is on this earth to win championships. Everything he does all year from his sleep to his diet, to his Instagram or lack thereof. It's just, he doesn't care about anything, but winning the chip. But I think so he like, cares about that because he knows that that's how we judge great players. You know what I mean? So right. I, but my point is he's, he's never going to stack up to LeBron or even Jordan or KD in like regular season accolades. He's not going to win MVP, probably not even going to be defensive player of the year. Cause he's always going to do like, I think he's going to do this, this like no back to backs thing as much as he can until he basically retires. Yeah. hundred percent. He just knows it. It sets him up to be in a place where he needs to be to win championships in the playoffs. Well, he has EPOYs already. So, and as, as long as he keeps that, I don't know. I think, I think, you know what? I think if Kawhi wins one this year, seeing as he's already beat LeBron head to head as a little pup, 
one finals MVP. Uh, he carried the Raptors to their first ever NBA championship. Um, he's going to carry the Clippers to their first ever NBA championship in the same exact building as LeBron James. And then down the line, if he wins another one, I think they're well, you're going to have those people who are going to be like, Kawhi is better than LeBron. Yeah. Here, let me put it to you this way. Kawhi is just going to have a very different reputation than LeBron when he's okay. retired. Cause like LeBron's that. like a Le- LeBron's like an icon. Kawhi is never going to be an icon, yeah. but what Kawhi can do is Kawhi can seriously, seriously damage LeBron's reputation yeah, more, that, than he okay. can, more than he can help his. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, because you're never going to look at like Kawhi is not MJ and he's not LeBron because they had massive like impacts on the culture of the game. And Kawhi doesn't like, he doesn't do that. He doesn't want that necessarily. Right. Yeah. He just, he's just a killer. Like he's out there to win. And so he could really hurt LeBron's legacy. Cause you're right. Like if he's just taking championships from LeBron in his building, like the worst thing that could possibly happen would be like, if in two years he's won two championships and LA is now a Clippers town. What it would never LeBron, be a Clippers town, but, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they're not going to not celebrate if they have a parade. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I mean, <laughs> You look at the fact that obviously Kobe passed away. Kawhi was super close with Kobe. Paul George was super close with Kobe. You know what I mean? So if LeBron fails to win for the Lakers, but Kawhi is able to still bring a championship to the city of LA, it's like, you're right. It's right. It's definitely going to damage LeBron's legacy quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, like the fact that Kobe passed doesn't have to, like, doesn't mean the Lakers have to, if anything, it's just going to make Kobe more not that he like it's hard for kobe to be more of a legend but like if the lakers don't get it done kobe is just an even bigger legend because he's the one who got it done yeah Yeah. so it doesn't really matter now whether like the lakers get it done or the clippers because that's like a whole new chapter and if the lakers don't get it done it just makes i mean again you can't make kobe's legacy any better but it makes it even better because the drought goes on I think I think if they don't get it done, then people start saying, you know what, Kobe's better than LeBron. Yeah, I yeah. Think that's what you no, you're right. Overwhelmingly, you know what I mean. And that's my point, though. Like Kobe, LeBron, and Jordan are all sort of in that like that go round because of what like the impact, the broader impact they had on the game. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, just because Kawhi kind of had a weird career path and he overlapped with uh, LeBron, and like he was on a Spurs team that was already legendary. Like he doesn't have that sort of like aura to him, but he's just going to have a very different reputation than those guys. It's still going to be unbelievable, but it's going to be different. Yeah. I know exactly like, what you mean. Like Kareem. Kareem was a weird dude. Kareem was a different cat. Kareem has a different reputation, but he's still an all time great. When, when you talk about the goat for me, there's it, it's Michael Jordan and it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Just like when how he, different is Kareem from Michael Jordan? Oh, 100%. Right? I think Kareem is like a lot of the things that hurt Kareem, though, were like political stuff. Um, you know, like his choice in faith and religion. Right. Um, yeah. His choice to associate himself with like the Black Panther political party yeah. at the time yeah. where, you know, like Malcolm X literally got assassinated. Right. Um, yeah. I think that type of stuff, the fact that he, he wore glasses and tight high shorts and tube socks you know what i mean the fact but that's that, that's why he fits more like Kawhi because like Kawhi is not cool i he's think like Kawhi getting, is very cool because he's getting cooler but he's not he's not like 
I just don't think he cares enough about that. And it's good. I think it helps his basketball. Like I'm saying this is like at a, a point of endearment for Kawhi. Of I love that about him. When he was in Toronto, I love that he didn't talk. I love that he was yeah. never in the media. He wasn't I think LeBron shit. talks way too much. I think LeBron yeah. talks way too much. Man, I think- all Kawhi wants to do is win. And I love that about him. But it just, it makes for a different reputation when you're not like a pop icon. But you know what? Low key, I think Kawhi is actually more of a trendsetter than LeBron. Because you look at, especially if you, not for the length of their career, but just if you take last year onward. Because um, you look at the laugh, that broke the internet. That yeah, went viral. Yeah. Then you look at Boardman Gets Paid. You look at Bucket Bucket. You look at the Larry OB, right? Like how yeah, many yeah. phrases has Kawhi Leonard coined since he came to Toronto, got the superstar sort of attention? Right, like how he's he. Everyone just is talking like him. I think I even think LeBron called it the Larry Ob. You know what I mean? I so I just yeah. feel like LeBron has gotten to the point in his career where he's kind of corny. He kind of forces stuff. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah, Kawhi, sure. because he just doesn't care. It's like this generation is all about the dude who doesn't care. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't. He's not a try hard. He just comes out. He balls. So it's like anytime Kawhi says anything, you're just listening to him so much more because it's like one of the few opportunities you get to hear him speak, right? So mm-hmm. fun guy, right? You have I'm a fun guy. That freaking blew up, right? Yeah, you're right. It's that what he doesn't say TV. anything. So anything he says <laughs> that anyone finds remotely funny is like a big deal if you're a Kawhi fan, right? It's like how right. everyone in Toronto had got bored man gets paid shirts. Yeah, and what like, do baby, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, anything he says is like anything. the cool thing. Yeah. It's like, so I don't know. It's interesting. No. We- I get that. I just think he and LeBron will always have, like, he's not going to be a leader in all-time points and all-time assists and everything like that, minutes. He's not going to play. Like, I don't see Kawhi playing until he's 40. I think Kawhi even said, like, he wants to be able to play with his kids. Yeah. So, like, I think Kawhi retires at, like, the respectable age of, like, 35 or 36. He's, he's right? yeah, he's more of that Jordan mentality. He's kind of in and out. Yeah. I kind of respect, I, listen, I respect that. Like, the one of the things I actually give credit for to Jordan is, like, if you take away the two seasons he played in uh, with the Wizards, he really only played 13 seasons in the NBA. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I then, mean, like, the fact you have to look retired at how, in his peak. You know, you have to look at how much the guy got done in 13 seasons. That's, like... For me, that's more impressive than if he had played 20 seasons. You know what I mean? I think that's why I give him the edge over Kareem because Kareem has more points. He's top three rebounds and blocks, but he played 20 years. So naturally, you're going to accumulate statistics like that. You know what I mean? Michael Jordan played 13 seasons. The guy has 10 scoring titles. He, He won seven scoring titles in a row. He has five MVPs, two three peats, six finals MVPs, right? Like the... Kareem never three-peated. The only four teams in NBA history have three-peated. Michael Jordan's done it twice. It's considered the hardest thing to do in professional sports is win three championships in a row. He he led, he was unquestionably the best player on those teams when they won. And he he three-peated back to back twice. He's he has six championships, like in 13 seasons. Like who does that? You know what I mean? Like no, I I agree. I, I don't think it's a question. I think if it's Jordan ridiculous. like and I know, I know there's a lot of questions as to why Jordan retired at his peak. But Jordan, in the peak of his career, in between three-peats, just up and left. So let's say he even just wins one of those. I think it's very likely he would have won two. Then you've uh, got, the Rockets like, were a good team. The Rockets were a okay. very, very good team. 
But Jordan never even went to game seven in a final. I know. That's the other thing. (laughs) I just got it done, man. And he would have had his whole squad. It's not like his squad didn't go anywhere. You know what I mean? It was like marginally different when he got back. But like, I certainly would have taken them for one championship in those two years. So now you've got seven. I think that just even, I think all of it just adds to it. Yeah. No, I don't think it's questionable. He wins three. He leaves. He goes, plays baseball. He comes back and wins another, bro, another three. It's like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. No, he's much more like Kawhi. Yeah. Except like, except Kawhi Kawhi just doesn't care for the regular season. Like Jordan's still in, but that was more the era. Like dudes just went off in the regular season of that era. It was all about, it was more just the head to head competition than like, the record books, you know, they just wanted to prove they were like Jordan just wanted everyone to know he was the best. So he was going to win yeah, regular season MVP, then finals MVP. Which is insane when you think, and, and the scoring title. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, he didn't leave anything for anybody. You know no, what I mean? Like, he was that, like <laughs> LeBron's not competitive like Jordan, and LeBron is one of the most competitive human beings of all time. Don't get me wrong, but Jordan's yeah. another level. He Jordan had like a mental illness when it came to winning. Like yeah, he, that's no, that's literally his. It, yeah. It's his gambling addiction was just a, a product of his competitiveness. Yeah, his golfing addiction. The guy would play thirty six holes of golf in the summer and get super pissed off if he was losing. Like, a, sorry, a day he played thirty six holes a day. Yeah, I know. I summer. know what you mean. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, like it's like comparable to Warren Buffett still driving the first car and living in the same house that he. Yeah. You know, some guys, it's it's like Tom Brady. It's it's honestly, it's not even about anything, but just always winning. Like, it doesn't matter yeah. what they do in their life. It's just something has triggered them. I guess when Jordan didn't make his high school team, he just, it triggered something. And he's like sociopathic. I don't even think it's healthy. I, it's honestly not even like normal human beings should not even be like that. You know what I mean? No, It just so happens sure. that he plays a game where you get rewarded for winning. So he was able to channel that productively. But I don't even think that's necessarily like a healthy thing that how competitive Michael Jordan is. Like he just, he's up here. Then you have Kobe and then you have a bunch of, you got Kawhi. And then I think you got LeBron. Like, like so many people have eaten. This is my issue with LeBron James. So many people have eaten off LeBron James. Like, Dirk Nowitzki, I'm so happy that he has an NBA title, but he has no business having an NBA title. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no, no way sure. they should win that series. You know what yeah. I mean? No. Like, if LeBron had no. just averaged what he averaged in the regular season, they win that series. He completely choked, and it's like to- totally unacceptable, to be honest. Your, be- your best player can just – listen, LeBron is Mount Rushmore. He's top five, top three, wherever you want to put him. But then when you compare him to guys like Michael Jordan, you it's almost disrespectful in that sense where it's like Jordan w- would never, ever, ever lose to a team that was worse than him. Yeah, it's not a question for me. Like, I don't I don't really that's why I never even debate it much with people, because like I just to me, it's it's really obvious. LeBron might have had like LeBron's having one of the most impactful careers and he'll be like. Right. Of course, Mount Rushmore, but like Jordan was just better at winning championships, which is what matters in my view. To be honest with you, Jordan was pretty much better than LeBron James at everything other than passing the ball. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably fair. And maybe defensive rebounding, but Jordan was a better offensive rebounder. So I, I, you can't even say that LeBron's a better rebounder. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. LeBron's way bigger, stronger. 
And he only averages like two more rebounds a game than Jordan did. For a shooting guard to average six rebounds a game is unheard of. It's he had hops like no, like he was jumping <laughs> through the, the roof. Like <laughs> he, and he, he averaged an and he averaged two steals a game too. Yeah, he had those Kawhi hands too. Yeah. I think that's big. I think that's why part of why like when Kawhi just locks dudes down, that's why he has that just line drive of a mm-hmm. three. Yeah. His hands just even from the three point line, he's just dropping it in there. Like he's child's play it's like throwing a baseball and that's what jordan had too yeah 100 percent. so i mean i think we talked about a lot of stuff to be honest it's been like an hour yeah uh, we kind of rambled yeah. on but you know it's been good i appreciate no, it was good we got into it no problem man thanks for having me on it was fun I'm gonna definitely have you again yeah yeah let's do it we can uh we can check in on some of our playoff predictions <laughs> i think honestly i don't see stuff going much different than how we predict it but we'll see you never know I think we'll get down right at least to the conference finals and then we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to see. I I wish, do you wish the Raptors made a trade this trade deadline? No, because I think we're, we're really in the the present and I think Masai is as happy as you could be in the present and Bobby, but um, I think they're not doing as much as they want to see how this season goes. They're not doing any, like we're not in go for it mode. That's why the season's laughable. Yeah. It's like, we're killing it, but we're absolutely not in go for it mode. Yeah, hundred percent. We're like two to three years for being in go for it mode. Well, depending on how free agency plays out this season and next season, yeah, I, I would yeah. agree with that statement for sure. I would agree with that statement. Like for sure. they're re, they're like re rebuilding is not the right word, but resetting is. They're like letting yeah. it play out. They're going to sign their long term dudes. They're going to with time shed their their. Uh, kind of veterans right um and they're just kind of yeah they're like shedding their skin but it's we're still in it and that's like fantastic but i don't think they should have like giving anything up would have been dumb i'm happy they didn't give anything up and the the prices tend to be higher at the deadline so it's better to wait and you can get you can get what you want for less and that's what the front office knows because they're very smart yeah, that's what Masai's all about. I don't think he's ever yeah. lost a trade. I can't think of one. I can't think of one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think he's ever. He won't pull the trigger unless he's winning. He's he's one of those. Yeah. Guys. The Celtics used to be like that, but uh, I don't know. They got kind of soft. They're scrambling. They're desperate. That's what that, that's what we're not doing. Is like if we made a trade, it would have been yeah, kind of like the Celtics who are just trying to figure it out as they go. Whereas like I think Masai has a much clearer vision than people know. And I think that involved just letting this season play out. Like, unless we were doing very poorly, I think he would have sold. But any scenario from fourth up, I think this is what was going to happen. We just weren't going to do anything. Yeah, unless, again, something like a team came to them and wanted Mark and was willing to put, like, a good offer on the table. For everything we wanted. If we got exactly what we wanted, they would have done it. But I don't think we were going to get exactly what we wanted. What did you think about the Drummond trade? A lot of people were actually upset though that we didn't we didn't get Drummond. I just don't like he's not an obvious again, like he's not obvious. I, the only reason I'd say we we maybe could have done that is that they 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 barely gave anything. I don't even I don't remember exactly what they gave, but when yeah, I saw it, I was I was shocked how low the the price was for Drummond. That's what I um, mean, right? It was like Yeah. So that is, uh, yeah, I, I get that. Where like we could have gotten Drummond, and uh, we'll see Tristan Thompson in the bio market could be, if if that happens. 
I would like that. I would like just I for think, just for rebounding. Um. Well, he was a but, dog when they won in 2016. Yeah, yeah. He he's a absolute. he's a Toronto boy too. I think he's from yeah. Brampton, right? Yeah, he's a Brampton yeah. man. Yeah. So, so, um, that you know, there's there's some stuff like it might not be. We'll see with the bio market, but like I think they just like their team and don't want to compromise their future flexibility. And I think it was smart. I think it was smart too. I mean, obviously, yeah. trades are exciting, right? You look at yeah. last year trade deadline literally won us the NBA Finals, bringing in Marcus All for sure. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, I think Masai understands that last year we were in a very unique position. We had a top five player in the league. He had to do something. And this year, we don't necessarily have to do something because we're not in that same position that we were in last year. So yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Uh, where do you think Darren Collison goes? Well, he's like 50-50 on coming back, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's pretty much between he he met he was at the staples center on the weekend i was gonna say he was at the lakers game right yeah he was at the bus yeah i guess i I, there that's my only guess you know probably pretty pretty good guess if you're at the lakers game with ownership and you're thinking about coming back i mean it'd be a pretty big bitch slap if he went to like the clippers i don't think the clippers (laughs) the clippers don't even need him what would they even do no no yeah lakers honestly i don't think the lakers need him either but uh I have an issue with LeBron James-led squads. I really do. I think even for how great LeBron James is, I think he takes a lot away from teams. And I'll explain. You look at the Cleveland Cavaliers. You look at how much Kevin Love had to sacrifice to fit into that system. You look at the Miami Heat. You look at how much LeBron, uh, Chris Bosh, right? Probably my favorite Raptor of all time. You look at how much he had to sacrifice to play with LeBron James, right? You take a guy like Kawhi Leonard. You take a guy like Kevin Durant. Curry's numbers didn't drop that much when Durant went to Golden State because he doesn't need the ball in his hands to be effective offensively. You know what I mean? Clay yeah. still got his touches. Clay got as much touches as his, – his touches went down a bit, but it's I don't think Clay cared that much. It wasn't, like, super devastating. You know what I mean? Um, the with LeBron, you look at this team now, it's like Rondo isn't really Rondo. Avery Bradley hasn't really been able to do his thing. Kyle Kuzma is struggling. And that's not all LeBron. I mean, AD. But they should be able to work. Like, on paper, the team works. You know what I mean? On paper, the team looks good. It's just on the court, they don't. They look like a bunch of mismatched pieces. And I think the reason is that LeBron needs the ball in his hand. He's best when he's facilitating. You know what I mean? He's the sole decision maker. The offense runs through him. So it's like you either fit in with LeBron and play well with him or you don't. You know, Kawhi Leonard is like, okay, Kawhi Leonard's like, all right, dude, you guys can literally shoot as much as you want. Just give me like 12 to 15 shots a game and I'm going to go lock this dude down on defense. You know what I mean? Kawhi's uber, he's uber efficient. Exactly. He's the most of fit. Yeah, I get yeah, LeBron needs the ball in his hands and he needs to set everything up. And he's also doing shit like in the front office and like not, you know, how much he's doing. I don't know. But like LeBron really wants to be in control of the situation. Whereas like and this is also kind of come from their background, like although Kawhi took his destiny in his own hand, like he got he was in San Antonio where Pop was like running everything right pop was in charge so Kawhi yeah. just had to roll with the punches and then he got traded to toronto where frank like clearly he didn't want to be there but he made the most of it he rolled with the punches he got everything he wanted now he's playing for doc rivers with jerry west in the front office so he's just more comfortable 
fitting in with the team, getting his shots, being efficient. Whereas like LeBron, since his early career has needed to control everything. Cause he's like, man, Cleveland has no idea what they're doing. Yeah. And then, so he tried to take control there. And then when they sent him to Miami, he had a hard time, uh, you know, but he, he chose in control. This is my thing. Like he chose to go to Miami. Right. And then when he went, like he had Pat, he had Eric Spolstra and then he chose to go back to Cleveland and that really wanted control. <laughs> once right? he went back to Cleveland, like in Miami was the only place he didn't have absolute control. Once he went back to Cleveland, he had absolute control. Right. And I think Miami, um, ex- excluding the last year in Cleveland, like that last regular season, I think he should have won MVP when he, Lebronto, you know, when he hit the game winning shot on us and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Excluding yeah. that. I, I definitely think he was like just a way better player in Miami. Way. Yeah. Like, well, Miami was his peak. Miami was his, I mean, but except even for the way he played, like he played off the ball more. He played more defense. Like they didn't have a true center and they won two championships. You know what I mean? Yeah. Their, their yeah. fast break defense, their transition defense was st- the scariest thing that the league's ever seen up to that point. Like he was more efficient. His three point shooting, his, f- his free throw percentage was higher in Miami. Like he just seemed more dialed in. And that's what I respect about players like Kawhi, like Kobe, like Jordan. They don't want to be more than an athlete. They're like, no, I'm a fucking basketball player. I'm here to get buckets. The GM does the GM's job. The coach does the coach's job. The point guard does the point guard's job. I'm going to do my job extremely well. If you guys want to win a championship, come find me in the gym at 5 a.m. in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Those are the best guys to have for sure. Exactly. Not to say that LeBron doesn't do his. I mean, LeBron's amazing. Like he does his job extremely well. He takes amazing care of his body. He's probably in the gym right now. Like you can't say one bad thing about LeBron, but I just think that his, um, his obsession with being more than an athlete has taken away from his game a little bit in terms totally. of him yeah. winning championships and him being able to play with, I mean, honestly, like the Lakers, they don't even have a signature win this year. They haven't even beaten one good team this year. Like they've beaten good teams, but I get what you're saying. They don't, there's no point where they, I was like, damn, they're like, but name scary. a good team they beat. Like I wouldn't call the Rockets a good team. Uh, yeah, they haven't beaten Milwaukee. They, they haven't beat beaten Toronto. us. Yeah. Uh, did they beat Miami? I don't even know if they beaten. They might have beat Miami, but like, they might have beaten Miami. Miami um, is a team that is young. You know what I mean? So like, even if they yeah. beat Miami, it's like that's not a signature win for me. Like, be, go no. beat the Bucks. Go beat the Clippers. Beat the defending champion Raptors. Beat the Boston Celtics. Like, how? How? Come yeah. on. You know, yeah. like, I need to see a win where I'm like, damn, that was a close game. And they closed it and they won that game. You know, all the games yeah. they're winning is like they'll lose against a good team and then they'll go route a shitty team. And it's like, okay, I'm not impressed. Like, I'm just not impressed. So it doesn't give me much confidence going into the playoffs. I don't think the team itself either has a lot of confidence going into the playoffs. We'll have to see how this final stretch plays out. But them knowing that they don't, because they know they haven't really beaten anyone. They know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for sure. Well, I think Clip- the Clippers is the only ones that matter, right? Like if they go 0 for 4 against the Clippers, I think they're they're beat mentally already. I think they're already beat mentally. Like I think even if the Clippers because they won without Paul George, they won with Paul George. They won the first the game of the season, they won the second game of the season. Uh the second time they played. So it's like even if they lose the next two, it's like okay, we already know we can beat those guys. Like these mm-hmm. next two games just mean so much more to the Lakers than they mean to the Clippers. You know what I mean? That's like, okay, we yeah. already know, like, we've been there, done that. We know how to handle these guys. 
it doesn't even matter. So yeah, no, it's, it's fair. But yeah, anything All else? Right. No, my phone's getting low. It's been this has been killing my battery. Okay, well, yeah, brother. I honestly, I appreciate it. No, it was fun. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And we're going to have to talk soon. Okay, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Sports Fan Radio. If you like the show, make sure you smash that subscribe button. Also, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter under Sports Fan Radio. This is your boy, Johnny Bex. See you next time.